Welcome back to our RSM MBA program podcast. As we are about to wrap up the year, this is probably a good time to talk about electives. So the parts of the MBA curriculum you pick and choose to deepen your knowledge about a particular subject, allowing you to become a specialist or perhaps even pivot your career. Here with me today to talk about her electives and reasons for choosing them is Asimwe Roganyoza over a full-time MBA class of 2021. And you may remember her from a podcast we did with her earlier this year. Welcome back, Asimwe. Thanks, Ramses. It's been a while. <laughs> Do you still remember that in our first podcast, we discussed the weather in the Netherlands and how that was going to become a challenge for you guys? <laughs> Yeah, I, I remember. I think it was like on the first week and boy, I, we did not know what was coming. <laughs> we had like, some challenges coming our way and it was not the weather. No, nah, the weather did not make it in the top. <laughs> Definitely not, not even top five. So good to have you back. So I had a chat with uh, the programs department and they looked up for me what kind of electives you did. And looking at your list, it says financial analysis and valuation, sustainability, and changing transformation from linear to circular value chains. There's sustainable finance, operations, and also private equity. So looking at the list that you compiled throughout the year, it seems like there's a very strong reason for choosing those subjects. Right. So it's a bit of a of a story there. My initial uh, goal was to have an MBA with a concentration in sustainability. In order to do a concentration, you would need to do an advanced course. So every every student does an advanced course. And then if you were to do a concentration, then you would add three electives that would match the advanced course. I come from the oil and gas industry, and I don't necessarily want to move away from oil and gas, but I want to be part of the energy transitioning that's happening right now. So something like renewables and, and things of the sort. And in order to transition well or to be uh, a, a core part of the transition, you need to understand um, sustainability, but you also need to understand how to make these um, deals work. Because uh, as as big oil majors transition, there's, there's going to be a lot of investment in the sustainability space. There's going to be a lot of uh, buying smaller companies and, 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 and making um making them, I guess, a big part of the big corporations. If I were to look at a renewables company and, and look at their financials and understand how they were being, they were able to make money, how we could improve not only to make profit, but also to make um, energy uh, cheaper and accessible to, to our clients. That makes total sense looking at the list as well and your backstory. For people who are not as well versed in finance, does it make sense to have these electives? Aren't, aren't they too technical? Aren't they too in-depth? Do you need to have some sort of background in it already? Or can you just jump in? <laughs> no, because I am probably the, the last finance person. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm an engineer by background. And, and with my first degree, my second degree was purely technical. Um, but the good thing is that before you go into your electives, you you do have your core um, your core courses. So in the first term and the second term, you do have um, finance courses, and 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 even with sustainability, you still have um, introduction to sustainability. So by the time you do pick your advanced um, courses and you do pick your electives, you have the necessary background the necessary uh, knowledge and understanding in order to be able to dive in. So you can look at an elective as more as a, a deep dive into what you've already learned uh, and not like um, something completely new. Right. 
looking at one of them, the sustainable finance, which is right on the crossroads of your interest, so it seems. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what is one thing that you took out of that? I love that, if I could answer it in a different way, um, by the time we did sustainable finance, I had already had this overview of how the finance world uh, in sustainability works. And then when we went into the sustainable finance, surprisingly, it wasn't really about uh, a lot of numbers, but it was about uh, change management, how to change the thinking of the finance managers into not thinking um, that profit is basically numbers, but it's you have to think of the integrated value that when I'm saying um, profit I'm, um, or uh, when I'm thinking like what is the success of my business, it's not just the money, but it's also the social aspect, the people and also the environment. So it was more about integrating value and not just monetary value, but also the value from um, working well with people where you get your license to operate and also from working well with the environment because without taking care of your environment, you have nowhere to work. So it was more about changing the thinking behind the management. So it was very, it was very an interesting twist, I might say. Hmm, that sounds interesting. Is, is there one tip or trick you could share with me how I should change uh, managerial ideas or managers' ideas? <laughs> um... It's culture. So as um, I guess if you were to go into a company and, 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 and saying, okay, you need to change the management, it, it's just learning about the company culture and how to appeal to that culture and how to, again, it's about advocacy as well, because there's another elective that I didn't uh, get to pick. It's about communicating sustainability but it's about how to advocate to um, to people so, so that your message carries across. So I guess it's just a, to understand who you're talking with, I guess, and um, understand how to communicate your message so it's, it's, it's not taken as um, a preaching message, but also something that would bring value to the company. Now you have completed this entire concentration on sustainability. How has it changed your thinking about sustainability in business? So I guess it's, it's, it's how it's changed my thinking in general, because as, um, as, an, as an engineer, I'm very logical, like things need to make sense, like everything has an answer, right? It, 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 one plus one equals two, there's no other variation. But I found that because sustainability is not new, but it's also quite new in terms of not everything is... Um, Defined. There's a lot of it depends in the industry. Like, how do you say how do you say this is good and this is bad, and 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 what is the standard? And it was very frustrating at first to learn that there is no universal standard for a lot of things. And in terms of benchmarking, everyone can come up with their own benchmark and say, okay, this is the most sustainable company and this is the most sustainable company. But then. It's going to take a while, but then that, that means there's a lot of opportunity in the space because you, you can create your own understanding of sustainability and implement it, and hopefully it picks up and becomes the standard. So it, it was it changed my mind in terms of not everything needs an answer, but it, it, was an, it, it showed itself as an opportunity to say, okay, so we're entering a space where you can basically redefine everything and and be be a leader in this space. So so yeah, I guess 
I guess that was the learning. That sounds pretty scary as an engineer to having to come up with your own standards. <laughs> yeah. Listen, thank you so much for uh, wanting to join me again and explain to our candidates what the electives are and what you can get out of it in terms of your career. I'm looking forward to talking to you a third time because every time we plan to have another podcast together, something really incredibly surprising happens as we noticed this year. So I can wait to find out what it is next year. And I assume and can only hope that it's something better than we had this year. Yeah, I, I hope there's no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Sengwe, and we'll, we talk later. Thank you.